You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Folks, a quick word from our friends at MyBookie. As you guys know, there's no other sport like this beautiful game of hockey. From the fast tempo to the fights to the highlight reel plays, and there's no better way to make it more exciting than betting on it. By understanding the details of each team slash game, you can turn that knowledge into cash with mybookie.ag. Nobody gives you more ways to win than they do, folks. Trust me. MyBookie has the best payouts and better odds than any other sports book. I wouldn't be telling you this if they weren't the best, honestly. You can risk a little or a lot on as many games as you want. With Christmas just around the corner, there are daily gifts, free plays, free spins, and more. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. Can I get a cha-ching? That means if you deposit $100, you receive an extra $50 of free money to play with. Who doesn't want free money to play with? Deposit $200, get an extra $100. You get the, you get the gist. Just use the promo code THPN, again, promo code THPN to activate the offer and take advantage of this. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And finally, you don't have to bet on sports with mybookie.ag. You can bet on UFC, WWE, and random stuff like who you think is going to be the next president or pope. Mybookie.ag. Welcome to the Soda Pod, ladies and gentlemen. Ishi Jerome here alongside Brandon Quast. No Pink Whitney's on this episode, which is probably a good thing because shit got a little messy last week, Brandon. Instead, I got a, a good old local Pacific Pilsner, the true North-style Pacific Pilsner. And anyone who's listening from uh, the West Coast of Canada on this podcast, some of my friends and family, they'll be very familiar with the Pacific Pilsner. What are you cracking over there? What soda you got there, Brandon? Well, gonna, you know... A little crack poo in the background. You know, it is the soda pod, so by... By tradition, I am cracking open a little soda pop in the background here. Right. Not um, the same type of soda that I got going on, though. Oh, no, definitely not. But, hey, you know what? It's topical. It is, it is. Um, speaking of topical, man, we got a jam-packed show this week. We have a great guest. Um, let's get right into it. I want to start with reminding everyone to go on the Hockey Podcast Network's Twitter account, at HockeyPodNet, and check out our Gong Show Gear-sponsored weekly giveaways. Go check out Gong Show Gear at gongshowgear.ca, and check, it, check the Hockey Podcast Network out on all social media platforms, at HockeyPodNet. So let's go through the show. We got a quick open phone app. We got a text from uh, the nicest of Shanes, Shane Van Nice. Um, go follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow at Van Nice Shane, and go check him out on the Stick Hungry podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. As he sends in gangster raps to the boys, I, I shit you not, he sends them gangster raps, and he, he, he 
anyways, yeah, I, I won't get into the details of his last one. Like I said, they're pretty, they're pretty unique. They're pretty hilarious. Go check out the Stick Hungry podcast to uh, hear more of Shane's great content that he contributes here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, moving right along, we have a prospect report by Brandon Quass. And then we're bringing on Jesse Pierce, a writer for The Athletic and NHL.com. She also hosts a podcast, but we'll, we'll get into that uh, soon. And we're going to close out the show with a new poll question. And we'll run down... Uh, the results of the poll question from last week. Thanks to everybody who contributed to the poll question, by the way. It was, uh, it was a good one. We got some comments as well, which is uh, what we love to see. Um, let's get right into the open phone app. Folks, we have a text and voicemail open to all Minnesota fans. In and beyond the state of hockey, listen, it's simple. If you call us, we're putting you on the podcast. It's a great way to interact with our listeners, so please don't be shy. Give us a shout, 612 324 one six eight four again that's six one two three two four one six eight four this week like i said we got a text from shane and shane asks us oh it's more <laughs> more susie nicknames brandon so tsunami oh, won the last round correct yeah i think tsunami won the last round i think that's the consensus you and i both like tsunami so he throws tsunami back in the mix he asks us again what do you think is the better Carson Susie nickname? The Tsunami, Sue3P Goal, or Dr. Seuss? Man, I, I like Dr. Seuss. I think that's actually his Twitter handle, to be honest with you. Are you serious? I think I'm so. I'll look that up quick. But Tsunami's still pretty good, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, his Twitter handle is Dr. Seuss71. Oh. So it's kind of already. T- I mean, I mean, it is really good, but I think the Tsunami is a little bit more original. It sounds more frightening, to be honest with you. We should put out a uh, sub bowl question maybe next week with all these that Shane, you know, all these nicknames that Shane's given us to use. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what Carson Susie would think of this. Honestly, Wait, does he agree with this? Okay. Or I'll t- I, well, he's probably choosing Doctor Seuss. I'm guessing if that's his, you know, his safe, safe to say. Safe to say. Thanks, Shane. We will, uh, we'll figure out what to do with all your contributions moving forward. Folks, this segment was brought to you by the Open Phone app. They give you a business phone in an app. Great monthly rates at only 10 bucks a month. So go give them a try. Um, as soon as you sign up with them, you'll be invited to the web app. And it's, it's great stuff. I'm using the web app right now. I'm, I'm always impressed with what the Open Phone app has to offer. Again, 612-324-1684. We'd love to connect with you. Uh, follow us on Twitter, myself, at VI Sports Talk. You can give Brandon a follow at Quast Gone Wild. And let me tell you, when he gets the Whitney's in him, his Twitter goes wild. And of course, give us a follow yep, at Soda Pod. <laughs> yep, that's, uh, let's just leave it at that. Um, we're going on separate feeds as early as next week, folks. That's right, the entire network. You can still find all the shows at the hub by looking up and subscribing to the hockey podcast network on whatever podcast app you subscribe to, but all your favorite shows will also be on separate feeds. We started on a separate feed and we will continue to roll out the soda pod on a separate feed for those who just want to listen to Minnesota or, you know, your, or maybe, uh, maybe a mix, you know, Minnesota, New York and Carolina, for example, say you like those three shows on the network. Why wouldn't you? They're great shows. That's coming either next week or the, or the week after, but long or the short of it, it's coming soon. We're really excited about that. So having said that, the best thing you can do is rate and review the network and now the shows you like. Thank you to everyone who's already rate, uh, given us a rating and review. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to download whatever podcast you listen to before you listen as it just helps our business. 
A reminder, we do have a poll question at the Soda Pod, and as you're listening, it's posted right now. We will get into the details of that in our final segments of the show. We love write-ins, though, so they're always encouraged. Finally, if you missed any part of the show, you can download past episodes of the podcast at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. I just mentioned we have a separate feed now moving forward. Um, you know, throughout the rest of the season and next year. The Soda Pod ad is always is a product of the Hockey Podcast Network and it is brought to you by our friends at gongshowgear.ca and mybookie.ag. Brandon, I'm going to hand the reins over to you. You better have a name. It's the Prospect Report. Fired, aren't I? You hear those crickets in the background? Fired, I get it. <laughs> Next week, you better have a name. You get your assignment. You said two, so Dude, it's been two. It has. <laughs> yes. Well, speaking of two, my friend, I got two very, very talented boys here. You I'm going to talk boy. about. Yes, we're going right into it. Uh, two very talented boys here. I'm going to talk about. Um, I've decided that this week I'm not going to bash on Matthew Boldy, and I'm actually going to touch on that he is uh, starting to look very good with uh, Boston College. Um, he has got he got three points in two games versus the University of Maine. Both losses for Boston College, but good for Boldy. He's finally starting to get into the uh, the the number column a little bit more. He's now sitting at a at uh, two goals, seven assists, and 22 games played. Um, the the kid just needs to sh- keep shooting and shoot more often, and I think you know he'll look pretty good. I still think he's going to be one of those four year guys that takes the four years of college, and he'll definitely develop um, three at the very least. No, th- three three at the very least. I'll agree with that. Um, he, he has, um, like I said, with his with his shooting, it's it, he has a very heavy shot. But um, he can shoot and like he needs you know, work technically. I think a little bit. Yeah, but he still has a very. He still can be very effective with a shot from any angle that he shoots and, from. And I heard when he was drafted, his two way game is what they praised him for. But he just struggled a little bit to adapt to the NCAA game. I, I really I don't know how many minutes he's been getting because I haven't watched a lot of the games. I'm curious to see if you know his minutes have increased now with his uh, more dominant play. Yeah, I'm not getting any uh, statistical data as far as um, his time on ice is concerned. But um, just touching on back to, back to the shooting um, over the uh, weekend here, Boston College played the uh, University of Maine in the NCAA, and uh, on Friday's game, he registered six shots on goal, got two assists, um, and then on Saturday night's game, so last night's game technically uh he got nine shots on goal and got rewarded with an assist like i said both unfortunately were both losses for boston college but boldy finally you know is starting to get into the uh number column so now he's officially on a point streak so you know all all is well with the uh with the boldy see there you go isha i can actually talk i can talk positively about boldy well we wish him all the best because we need him to succeed and we need to get him on this podcast so there you go we we definitely do and i'll definitely make my uh make my peace 
as time goes on here. And then the second individual I want to talk about is one that I have not talked about before. And I'm excited is, for this one, folks. That is, that is Dmitry Sokolov. Actually, we did talk about him briefly in the last podcast. He's from he's uh, from Omsk, as you uh, yeah, that's right, Omsk. As you had to. Uh, ingrain into me he's from Omsk, Russia. And I don't know what it is, man, with these with these Russian players that the Wild have in their system. Like Kaperzov and we know about Kaperzov, we know about Kovanov. How about Sokolov? Now let me just cover some of the basics with him and I'll dive into him a little bit further. Um he was he's from Omsk, Russia. Omsk, Russia. Omsk. There there we go. Uh he was drafted in the seventh round 196th overall by the Minnesota Wild in 2016. He is currently signed by the team, and he's well. Obviously, he's playing in in Iowa. Um, he uh, he's playing down the lineup on that really good team too. But like he's he's pretty damn skilled. He put up decent points in junior, and he put up decent you know 16 goals in his first professional season. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, he's just kind of bursted onto the scene down there. In, in Iowa, um, and he's become more of a well, well-known player down there. And uh, I talk about in in the outline here, uh, he, he went on a very, very solid heater, actually. He scored seven points in four games. Wow. And it's all that my Twitter was lighting up about was this Dmitry Sokolov, and I had to look into this a little bit more. So I finally figured I'd touch on him on the show a little bit. Eighth in scoring on in Iowa right now, so not bad for uh, – he's only 21. Yeah, for sure, and um, he hasn't gotten any points since the uh, since uh, what is that last weekend? I'd say he hasn't gotten any points since last weekend when he scored two goals on five shots um, in a five in a four to three win over the uh, San Jose Barracuda. A plus so, ten too, and I know like plus minus take it with a grain of salt. But once you reach double digits, you know there's something there. He he was he was temporarily sent down to the ECHL with the Allen Americans. I wonder played. if he was injured and that was a part of a conditioning stint because he's only played what twenty. Yeah, he's only played twenty seven games. So if yeah. you look at his points, you know, 16, 16 points in twenty seven games, eleven goals. That's damn good numbers, man. Yeah, it is definitely. And he got he got one goal in two games down with Allen, and then he was been back up with Iowa ever since. Um, in the in the long term. He's got some development to do, obviously. Um, he's only in his, what would we say here? Second, well, he's in his second pro year. Second second pro year. Um, coming out of junior, he played two games with Iowa. Um, but I, I think they're only allowed to play a certain amount of games if they're still you know, in the junior status or whatever. Because he was just a Sudbury Wolves, and then it uh, looks like he finished out his junior career with the Barry Colts. In the uh, all in the OHL, so um, he's uh, he's got a lot more developing to do. But you know, could 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 Minnesota uh, become the uh, the state of the Russians? It's, yeah, I mean, I mean, by the time this kid's you know twenty, he's like twenty four, twenty five. Hopefully, by that time, you know, Minnesota will be ready to you know to audition players for for roster spots you know yeah and, and he's a winger too and that makes that's actually really a good scoring winger hmm i think uh, the minnesota wild they need some they need some scoring i know they need centers depth at center but they also need some scoring so hey well i heard this guy named kaprizov might be coming oh. over so <laughs> total sploosh my friend all right last thing i yeah. want to add to this segment uh did you hear jerry mayhew finished with the fastest as the fastest skater in the AHL All-Star game, posting a 13.86 seconds. 
I did hear about player that. In the West? I did hear about that and non-wild prospect related, but did you hear about, um, actually you did cause you liked it on my Twitter. Uh, Martin Furk is, yeah. oh my God. 109.2. Holy Dude. shit. He, he had a small, you know, he used to be a prospect. I remember for a little while. Martin. Furk. Yeah. Wasn't I think he with Detroit? I want to De- say, I want to say Detroit. All right, if we both want to say it's Detroit, it's probably right. I'm not even going to look it up. <laughs> he, he bounced around. I think it was Detroit and Carolina, and then he was back with Detroit. Ottawa, maybe? Was he back with – no, maybe. I, I'm just thinking red jerseys. It must have been Detroit. Um, yeah. Sweet, man. That, that, was a, that was an awesome segment there. Thanks for bringing uh, a little – Oh, did, 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 did you know it was Wayne Gretzky's birthday today? Wayne Gretzky's birthday. Happy birthday, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Um, with the news with coming out about Kobe Bryant, it's kind of bittersweet to be celebrating yeah. now on this day. Man, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty big hoops guy. I wasn't necessarily a, a Bryant fan in particular. I mean, I I was in awe of what he did on the court. I'm not going to pretend though, like he was one of my idols. But it's it's just so sad. He was way too young, and the fact that oh, the fact that his daughter was on the flight with him, it's just yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's, it's, I can't. I don't have any words. You know. Neither do I, and I've been, you know, watching some interviews with some other popular athletes throughout the night and throughout the day since it's happened. And you know, the one thing that the one constant I've I've heard from these other athletes and public figures, if you will, is that he's he's such an inspiration Absolutely. for for other athletes, and it's just it's just a very unfortunate, just a sad situation altogether. Yeah, it really is, man. And it's this is a hard left turn here, folks. But we're gonna we're gonna keep moving on this podcast episode. And I'm sure if you go check us out on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash The Hockey Podcast Network, we will have some bonus episodes coming out soon. Probably talking about you know hoops and uh, and Kobe Bryant and you know what he meant to kind of just our childhood. Whether you know he was part of your rival team, you know, because I wasn't I wasn't a huge Laker guys following Steve Nash and the Phoenix Suns back in the day. Um, I'm sure some content's going to come out there and we have extra content coming out pretty much every week now on Patreon. $1. That's, that's all it takes is $1 gains you access to all of the extra Patreon episodes and content. Um, again, patreon.com slash the hockey podcast network.com. If consider moving up a tier, you get some extra swag and Dylan and I are going, are currently actually loading up on more uh, prize items and we will update our Patreon very, very soon. Again, patreon.com slash the hockey podcast network please go donate all donations go to our hosts the network doesn't take a lick of the earnings folks they go to the good folks like brandon producer t and some of the other hardworking folks on the network all right let's get into segment two really excited really happy and uh and, and honored that jesse pierce was able to join the soda pod again she's a writer for the athletic nhl.com and she has or she hosts a brand new and unbelievable podcast if you ask me bar down beauties i'm gonna hand everything over now uh, to jesse pierce and uh we, i recorded this conversation a little earlier today so we're gonna run that now uh thanks again for joining us jesse it was outstanding and uh thanks for the beer recommendations i'm excited to grab a cold one with you when i come and visit minnesota All right, everybody, it's an absolute pleasure to present writer and editor for Touchpoint Media, writer for NHL.com, and the Athletic Minnesota, Jesse Pierce. Welcome to the Soda Pod. How are you this weekend? 
I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Anytime, anytime. Um, let's start with the most important topic here, though, okay? I mean, your podcast, Barred Down Beauties, unbelievable stuff. I mean, you may get a letter from the Hockey Podcast Network down the road asking to partner up or something, but I'm just saying, in all seriousness, Jesse, uh, you, uh, Alexis Pearson, and Fred are doing an outstanding job. Um, let's start with, you know, why did you guys start a podcast, and what has your feedback uh, been so far, and how is it kind of influencing where you're going with your show? Because I know you're just uh, five episodes in. We are. No, thank you. And, and thanks for checking it out. Yeah, it's a, it's a new venture of ours. Um, Fred had actually approached me. I knew Fred. He used to work for the Wild on the video side. So every time I was in the locker room, we would bump into each other. Um, he's, he's no longer with the Wild. He moved on to non-sports things, but he kind of was missing sports. So he reached out and said, you know, I think there's a need for more female presence in the podcast area of hockey. And so I said, well, sure, I can, I can talk hockey, no problem. Usually people have to ask me to shut up. Nobody asked me to say anything more. So let's do it. Let's put it out there on the, on the podcast waves. Um, and Alexis, I had likewise seen around at, at various Wild Games with Wild Radio Network and thought she would be a great addition. Um, so far, so good. I mean, it's been really, really positive. We're really lucky to be surrounded by so many supportive folks. I mean, I've been in the industry for now about 10 years, so I've obviously – interacted with quite a few people i've been very fortunate to make some friends in, in high and low places that have always supported me um alexis and fred are the same way so it's been so much fun like you said only five episodes in but we're looking forward to uh to continue that train rolling yeah and it's great stuff i binged the first four episodes this morning uh to be perfectly honest so i've, I've had my <laughs> i've had my my good dose of a bar down beauties and i recommend it to everyone um l- let's move on to talk about the winter classic mean, how is it excited has the state of hockey been since hearing the news that you know you you folks are hosting the next Winter Classic, and how does it compare to like the Stadium Series that you folks have uh, hosted in recent past? Sure, you know I think it's, it's people are just thrilled, and they kind of they finally feel like it's our time. You know Minnesota has been clamoring for the Winter Classic four years now, and it was always extra hurtful when you'd see Chicago get another one, because that's a big rivalry here. Right. And then to even see Dallas get it, who had taken the North Stars from the state of hockey, um, it seemed like an extra dagger in the hearts of Minnesotans. But when that was announced, um, I think everybody was just kind of excited, a sigh of relief maybe, too, for those who were hoping that they'd see it in their lifetime. Um, so it's going to be great. I think it's going to be, I mean, it's appropriate. It is, they, they call it, we call ourselves the state of hockey for a reason. Um, and outdoor hockey especially is, is thriving here. Um, the stadium series was great. I got to cover that. That was at, um, on the University of Minnesota campus at TCF Stadium there. Gorgeous, gorgeous stadium. Not quite as big as Target Field in Minneapolis. So that will be really fun to see them fill that out. And I think they've got a lot of really exciting things planned in the week leading up. Obviously, you've got plenty of colleges to choose from, a lot of really high-end high school talent here as well. So I think Minnesota's really going to roll out the red carpet, not just for the Winter Classic game, but for everything leading up to that as well. Yeah, I mean, the state of hockey, they know how to host a hockey event for sure. Um, how special do you think it's going to be uh, that, that the fact that it's hosted at Target Field? Because from what I've heard, you know, I haven't admittedly been there uh, to watch any sporting event, but I've heard that the sight lines of that field in particular are just outstanding and that it just, it just, it's going to work perfectly for hockey. Oh, it really is. I mean, it's, I'm not a huge, huge baseball fan myself, but even just that stadium is is unlike any other it's a newer stadium too so that's always great they've put they've put in all these amenities and i think they did consider hockey as, as a potential too when they when they had built the the, fan, the stands and everything like that and the sightlines like you were mentioning um so i think it it will be i think they'll have no problem 
filling it up either. I think you'll see plenty of people jumping in. And it's right in the heart of Minneapolis. So that'll be a really pretty backdrop of the skyline there. Um, and I think it's just going to be absolutely fantastic. Do you believe the World Juniors possibly are next? I mean, f- hell, you you all deserve it more than the Buffalo who had it and had an outdoor game as well. I mean, I think outdoor hockey, I think Minnesota and up here in Canada, obviously, World Juniors, it means so much to us. It's it's for me anyways, it goes hand in hand with the with the Christmas season. And I feel like Minnesotans kind of kind of look at it the same way. I think you're probably right in that. I mean, especially there's always quite a few Minnesotans dotting that U.S. roster. Um, I, for one, love the World Juniors. I'm also biased because I uh, have some experience and and previous work with USA Hockey. So I love the World Juniors just as much as well. Um, I think it would be great. I don't see why not. I mean, give give it a try. Like you said, they're out in Buffalo quite a bit. But Minnesota has proven time and time again that you host any kind of hockey event and you're going to get the crowd. I mean, look at the high school hockey tournament for for starters even i mean those are same age level kids and it's, i think it would be fantastic to have that here too well some of the best hockey fans not only in the national for the national hockey league but just for all levels of hockey in general and that really reflected in hockey day in minnesota first of all what, what does that day you know hockey day in minnesota mean to you and how did it this year's uh, event compare to other towns hosting it in the past or just like any memorable past uh, events yeah you know it's it's like a holiday because it's I mean, you always have hockey going on continuously here in Minnesota, naturally. But it's the one day, you know, at 9 a.m., it's broadcast on Fox Sports North from sunup to sundown. And it's just great, great talent. It's, it's just so exciting to get together. And there's a lot of people you host parties or maybe you host an outdoor game of your own while you have the whole day broadcast on, on a TV outside. Um, it's just really it's fun. It celebrates the love. It celebrates the passion. And Fox Sports North does such a fantastic job finding those little stories to correlate with the games itself. Um, you know, whether it's War Road, this tiny little town that had, you know, created TJ Oshie and, um, you know, telling their story or it's the Minneapolis and how, you know, the inner city hockey has kind of struggled and, and just different little things like that. And then obviously you t- cap it all off with um, the Minnesota Wild at the end of the night too. So it really brings the grassroots and the professional levels all together mixed in with some college um, and it's just it's a really fun, unique thing that celebrates the game here in Minnesota. Um, I mean, it spawns different things. I know there's Hockey Week across America, too, which is kind of very similar in, in a sense a little bit, I think. Um, but it's just really, it's a celebration of the game. It's that one, you know, day-long event where everyone gets all in on, on the game. What are even, even if you don't like hockey that much, you still tune in and, and check it out because it's just it's something special about it. Um, this year's event was was great. Um, it was in Minneapolis again, so that was kind of fun to see. They did a really nice job at Parade Stadium. Little chilly, little windy, <laughs> as uh, as it can be in Minnesota in January. Um, but it was par for the course, right? It was it was still a lot of fun, and it, it's great to see how excited those teams are, are participating. Because you only get four um, for the boys' side and, and two for the girls that that participate in this, and it's it's just means so much to them to be able to be highlighted and have the spotlight on them for the day and play outside and and kind of you know the game still matters at the end of the day in their high school standings but it's 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 not just about the win loss it's just about being a part of that that special day 
Right, and I actually caught both of the women's games, which was awesome to see, and, and caught a chunk of just the broadcast in general. And you know, you just said it's such a fun day, and I think that's the best way to describe it. That's what I walked away thinking that, wow, this, this seems like such a fun event. I mean, for Canadians, I guess it's similar to the vibe of what I hear where CBC po- does, or hosts their hometown hockey or craft hockeyville games. It kind of has that same vibe, but this, especially in Minneapolis, just seems like it's on a whole other level. So, so that was really cool for me to kind of experience you know, my first... Uh, well, just covering the Minnesota Wild and covering that event. And then for my co-host, he lives out, out in Wisconsin, and he has made the trip up uh, a few times in the last few years for, for the event. And, you know, he has nothing but great things to say on it as well. Oh, right. Yeah, and it moves. So that's what's kind of fun about it, too. It's always kind of somewhere new. Yeah. Um, while they had it up in the northern part of, of the state, and it's fun to see it take on different venues and see how each city does, you know, their community crowd. So that's also a really cool aspect of it. Absolutely. Again, folks, uh, we are joined by Jesse Pierce of The Athletic Minnesota and co-host of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. All right. You recently recently sat down with Carly Zucker. Admittedly, I binged almost all of your podcast this morning, but I missed that last episode. So I don't know if you covered this or not uh, when, when you sat down with her. But what do you think or what have you heard is the air around the Zucker family in regards to a potential trade for Jason? I mean, that still seemingly is, is on the table as reported earlier this week that perhaps the, the Penguins are interested. You know, Jason, his name is going to be tossed around out there because he's the most tradable asset the Minnesota Wild have right now, quite frankly. Um, you know, his name was very heavy. He came, I believe it was, what, hours away from, from getting traded last year. Um, and I've heard the same reports, as you just mentioned, that the Penguins are, are very interested. And that makes sense. I mean, he's got speed. He can he can score. He's a great person. I mean, you're a King Clancy winner that's a person that you want as a part of your organization in addition to the hockey skill um so you know we we didn't chat too much on that aspect of it with carly because it's kind of you know hearsay at this point um but i know in the past conversations that i've had with her she recognizes it's a business i believe she's pretty firm in staying here in minnesota should a move happen with jason um you know and i think jason's under the same kind of it's a business, we move on, this is what happens, and, and you figure it out, right? Um, I don't think it's ideal. I think he loves Minnesota. She obviously loves Minnesota. Um, but I, I think you they would figure it out and, and go from there, as the Wilds would have to figure it out, too. And, you know, do you move a player like Jason, and what do you bring in to replace them is the bigger question. Absolutely. And we've seen it before. I mean, uh, even my experience, you know, bringing players on my past podcast and radio show, a lot of them will, will find and, and dig roots in a particular town where they spend a lot of time playing. The family will kind of stay there. They'll follow on, you know, if the career goes on another five or six years and, and you know, be around um, the entire family, but still kind of have that home base and go back there in the summers and holidays and then eventually settle there at the end of the career. So I, I kind of figured that as well in regards to, uh, you know, Carly and Jason's situation. Um, let's move on and talk about Eric Stahl. I mean, how, how good has he been, in your opinion, this seeding? I mean, this season, rather. He, he's leading the team in scoring, but due to his age, and well, he plays a slower pace than he used to, ending compared to top centers. I just don't think he gets the love he deserves. I mean, I, I though it could be more of just a fan base frustrated over the build versus the player overall, I think Eric Stahl has been outstanding this season. What's your opinion on him? I would completely agree. He got off to a slow start. Um, but like you mentioned, he's also, he's aging, right? He's, he's kind of up there as are most of the wild players, if we're being quite frank. Um, but I think once he got rolling and that door opened, like he's, he's taken, taken full advantage of that. He's that strong guy up the middle that the Minnesota wild needed and wanted and, and they got it with Eric and he's a leader. He's, he's such a veteran presence. 
um, it's just so great to have him in that locker room and to see him earn the all-star nod I think was very well deserved I know for him it's very special to take his three boys out there he absolutely loves it um, just to share that time and just to get his break away as well um, in a fun in a fun way I, I hope he can continue it naturally um, because the Wilds need him to help get these points as they start this uh, second half of the season I mean that's going to be crucial and he's a, is as consistent of a center as there is on that squad so I think he can, if he can remain steady and, and keep going, it'll be uh, it'll be good, and, and uh, he can help lift this team to uh, to a potential playoff run. Out of the young players on this roster, on the, on the other end, who's impressed you the most? And honestly, Jesse, is is it possible for the Wild to build around? I mean, the likes of Ek, Cunning, or Fiala, or are they kind of placeholders for the Kaprizovs of the world to come over and thrive? For example. And those three players that you just mentioned are exactly who I would peg um, as the three to kind of keep okay. an eye on. Kevin Fiala has turned into a player that I don't think anybody saw coming last year. I know he uh, there was a lot of doubters given the trade for Gramlin, the one-for-one one of all things, um, but he's really come into his own and he's proven himself as a great playmaker and the, his vision on the ice has been just fantastic. Um, Luke Cunning is kind of that gritty grinder type of player that you need too. I mean, he's not afraid to drop the gloves and fight and he's a little crazy out there, but he can also score. So I think that's a, that's a fantastic ethic. And then Eric Sinek, again, another centerman um, that does little things to annoy the opposing members, which is, which is great. Um, but again, is able to, to set up your plays and can just be a very dynamic centerman. Um, but then you mentioned Kapisov and everybody's so excited. The Wilds have not had an electric, elite scorer since maybe Marion Gabrick. Um, so I think that's the expectations that Kaprasov is going to bring that in and, and really excite this offense a little bit. Um, but then you're torn because I, I think personally I would love to see them build around that. I would love to see, and actually it's funny because we touch on this in our episode 5 of Far Down Beauties because I do, I think you, you want to build around him. You want him to feel like he kind of can take control of this team and have him want to stay here and, and be a part of the wild for the long term. Um, what does that, I don't think that, <clears throat> excuse me, necessarily means that you disregard Eric Zanek or Cunnins or Fiala's, but I think maybe you do highlight Kaprasov a little bit and at least for the first year and see what we can, we can do to shake and make sure you're getting the best out of him. Right, and I mean, I, I agree with that uh, to, to a certain extent. I do know it's going to be hard for them to clear some roster moves for young players or just other players if, say, the development of Jordan Greenway just doesn't go as planned. And, you know, we've obviously seen, um, you know, some other players be, be scratched. I mean, I don't, I don't know what Victor Rask's future is with this team, for example, but Ryan Donato, you know, doesn't always make the lineup. So it's going to be interesting to see. And I did hear recently uh, Michael Russo talk about how, you know, Hovanov, he may not necessarily be the future that we all hoped for him on this team as he's been threatening to sign in the KHL if he doesn't make this Wilds roster and doesn't seem to be too keen on going down to Utica and hell for someone who lives in the, around the Vancouver Canucks uh, market it's I starting to see the same sort of storyline as it played out with uh, big defenseman uh, Nikita Triampkin so there's a little bit of concerns internally um, looming around uh, Kovanov as well and potentially building around him Right. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think the other thing is the Wild have for so long not built around anybody or really gotten that young talent. Fair they enough. Traded away draft picks. They haven't drafted very high either. So it's been a struggle to get that. They have been a very veteran team for a very, very long time. And I think Bill Guerin 
hopefully is able to, to shake that up and, and figure that out a little bit and move toward a younger, more progressive direction um, and, and try to, to see what's there. Like you mentioned, though, they are it, it's going to be tough for them. What you know, There are certain players on the team, too, that you can't move. You are stuck and they're locked in, and that's who you have. Um, so to try to get your value and getting younger, it's going to take time, which Minnesotans hate to hear. They have no patience, <laughs> which I can understand. Um, but, you know, I think that's it. At the end of the day, you have to give it a little bit of time and give Bill Guerin a little bit of time um, to to get there and get younger and, and work toward that goal. Yeah, it is his first year, however. Okay, we uh, we have two more questions here right. for you. Thank, thanks for so much of your time here, Jesse. This has been awesome. Uh, let's change the subject a little bit and move into a topic that, I mean, I personally believe sold you on the idea of coming on this podcast, and that's some local beer and wine. We are a Wobbly Pop-inspired podcast as well, and we have a segment coming up we're hoping actually to get rolling in the next couple of weeks here called Beer League, where we bring on some local state of hockey uh, brewers and brewettes you know, and their representatives to talk about um, you know their products and, of course, some Minnesota wild hockey. So uh, let, let's start with you. W- what would you suggest a newcomer visiting, you know, Minneapolis or the Twin Cities uh, in general to go for a drink? Maybe somewhere with good beer, somewhere with good wine, and then maybe run down if it's uh, if their products are available at some local uh, stores there. I love it. I yes, I could talk about this all day as well. Um, <laughs> well, you can come back and talk about it anytime. I know. I like it. No, um, I got to go with Surly. I don't know that they serve wine. But they have some of the best local brewed beer uh, around. They've got different <clears throat> various kinds on tap. Surly Hell is one of my favorites. They've got Curious. Um, there are a couple others as well. But then they've got a really cool venue, too, where you can get pizza upstairs um, and different kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I am losing my voice, appetizers and um, just more munchy stuff. They also have, I believe, sometimes food trucks come and go, um, but great beer. I'm there for the beer anyway at the end of it all. Um, that and Bad Weather Brewing in St. Paul. It's not too far from the XL Energy Center, so it's a great spot. But it's far enough where it's not going to be super overly crowded. Another really cool spot. They do have just the food trucks coming in, um, but they've got their own tap. They've got different seltzers as well. Fulton, I'm just going to go down the list. Fulton is my third favorite because <laughs> they have a new hard seltzer that I actually just purchased last night at a um, local liquor store. So I would start with Surly, which are available at um, – plenty of different liquor stores around around the Twin Cities area. And then I would go Bad Weather Brewing. I don't believe they've hit liquor stores yet, but they're very vibrant in St. Paul. And then Fulton, which is in Minneapolis, and that one is available at most liquor stores in the Twin Cities area. Amazing stuff. I've actually been in contact with Shirley, and we're hoping that they may be the first guests on the Beer League segment. Um, I think, oh, actually, the crown goes to you. You are officially the first guest on the Beer League segment. They'll be the second guest yeah. on the Beer League segment. <laughs> and I've, I've heard amazing things. A lot of our listeners who've uh, reached out uh, to our uh, voicemail and text um, uh, number here have, have said as well, like, reach out to Shirley. That's who we love. So, you know, they've definitely got the stamp of approval, and we're really excited to bring them on uh, the soda pod. I mean, here in BC, Jesse, I don't know if you made it, if you've ever made it out to the west coast of Canada, but we're basically the craft beer mecca from what I've heard. heard. And it's just, there's, there's so many craft breweries popping up here on both Vancouver Island and in uh, the Vancouver and, and even Seattle area, just, just across the border. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing in this area for craft beer as well. Sure. We'll see. And you guys were top of my list for a place to visit because it looks absolutely gorgeous out there. So that just adds to it. I'll have to let my husband know that we've got a craft brew tour to do out that way. Tofino, British Columbia. Put it on your list. There's one of the best craft breweries in that small surf town as well, Jesse. 
All right. Done. Done and done. <laughs> Before we wrap up here, what do you have coming up on NHL.com, The Athletic, or the podcast? I mean, any all-star news and content you want to plug? Um, I mean, that women's three-on-three game was ab- was absolutely amazing as well. Oh, that was fantastic. And the, and the all-star game um, it was a lot of fun to watch. I'm not sure about the shooting stars situation, but other than that, <laughs> I thought they did a really nice job. Um, always, always a good time. It's a good break. The Wild actually are gone for a week, so I get to kick back ever so slightly before they host Boston. Um, and we do have a new episode released uh, this coming Monday. Every Monday we release a new episode. Um, our guest is Pat Micheletti, a gopher legend and a uh, former North Star who gives us his thoughts on some wild trades. So that's really about all we got going. Um, but thank you again for having us on we uh we'll be sure to push your uh, your content out there as well oh thank you very much we appreciate it and we thank you for the time you've given us your work is truly outstanding and i hope we can uh, catch up down the road and talk more about uh some uh, local breweries as uh, when i visit minnesota soon i i need a list of places to go and uh and, and go test out oh you got it thanks again jesse like i said it was out it was an outstanding talk and i'm excited to you know bring you back on the show again a reminder folks go check out terry ryan's podcast tales with tr a hockey podcast episode five is out right now featuring josh green former national hockey leaguer josh green um it's available on the hockey podcast network's feed or on its own wherever you get podcasts from and also check out on its own feed ice analytics dr matthew arp tells stories and analyzes parts of the game of hockey but through a numbers lens it's truly outstanding he has a ton of guests from within the network and uh, he's on what episode five right now, and it's it's awesome. Every Friday, there's a new Ice Analytics podcast. Again, you can find it both on the Hockey Podcast Network's feed or individually wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, final segment of the show, folks. We're going to run down the results of last week's poll question and uh, talk a little bit about this week's poll question. We want those comments. Remember, they're always encouraged. Again, folks, at SodaPod on Twitter, at the SodaPod rather, uh, we bring you a weekly poll question brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Again, give them a follow at HockeyPodNet. Uh, last week's Twitter poll question, which went over pretty well, we had we had we had some interaction, which is what I like to see. No, we didn't get <laughs> we didn't get fucking three thousand five hundred votes like we did during World Junior time. But, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy because my pick won. Uh, the question last week was, who has the best hockey Twitter account? Writings were always encouraged. Uh, options were Yahoo Sports NHL, NHL, NHL and NBC, and TSN Hockey. Yahoo Sports NHL won at 37%, followed by NHL and TSN Hockey. They were tied at 22%, narrowly followed by NBC at 18%. Yahoo, even, even following this poll question, Brandon, hilarious. I, I just love and their tweets are they're just perfect for Twitter you know their posts like they just fit you know the I guess the flavor of Twitter and they just I, I applauded every single one so I'm happy they won this poll yeah uh, I thought maybe you'd want Sportsnet to win or something I hate Sportsnet <laughs> and that's why they're not even on this list <laughs> Sportsnet with Bob McKenzie no, that's TSN with Bob McKenzie. Sportsnet can hey. suck. Actually, I'm not going to finish that myself. <laughs> I was going to say, save that for the bedroom, my friend. Well, um, I mean, well, I would say maybe they'll give me a job someday. I don't want them to dig this up. I, I don't know. I'd rather be working with Bob McKenzie one day, but we'll the see. The Bob father. Dude, um, when I'm sober, I don't bash on him. I, I, 
I, uh, I idolize the Bob father. So. Yeah, you, you got some issues, my friend. <laughs> well, I mean, it could, it could be worse. It could be a stuck up Darren Drager, so. You got, oh, you know, like, I, I don't mind drags. Um, I love Ray Ferraro, but, you know, we're getting, we're, we're getting the, the trains falling off the tracks here. Let, let's think, get things but, back. But, but Michael, Michael Russo is God, so. Man, I'm so lucky to cover the Minnesota Wild because Michael Russo is one of the best hockey reporters, you know, out there. It's yeah, he actually responds. He actually responds to my tweets too. Okay, that's awesome. I'll tweet. I'll tweet to him on something, and he'll actually respond. It's pretty freaking awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, no, he, his 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 contributions to the athletic, much like uh, Jesse's, are are truly outstanding. Uh, I'm I'm loving this athletic subscription uh, that I've had. Well, almost a year now. Um, but anyways, the poll question for this week is: uh, rate this year's All Star Weekend, and please comment why. Uh, options are great, good, okay, or poor. Again, we want to hear why, so comment below on this week's poll question. What do you what do you rate it, Brandon? It was a good weekend, in all honesty. I, uh, I'm not sure how much of it you got to see, but I was I watched uh, both events. On- skills competition always outweighs the game, so I'm going to say it was a good weekend as well because I love the skills competition. I could I like do without. That. I could do without the game, to be perfectly honest. I, I like that shooting stars. Uh, I thought uh, it was kind of quirky. Jesse commented on that too uh, earlier on the show. She's like, I don't, I don't know about that one, but. I liked Kevin BX also uh, being there on ice uh, hosting. He's he's such a character. Man, you got to listen to his podcast, the Kess and Juice podcast. Kevin BX, Kevin BX and Ryan Kessler, because um, they were they played hockey throughout their entire career to get together, right? Both on Anaheim and with the Vancouver Canucks. So they have you know they're friends off the ice and they have some great chemistry. So I highly recommend uh, you and everybody listening to check that out, even if you aren't a Vancouver Canucks fan. But I'd I'd have to agree with you, man. I think it was a good weekend overall. Yeah, it was def- it definitely. Uh... The women's three on three that was better than the NHL three on three. That was a tr- that was attractive, honestly. <laughs> As I've posted on my Twitter account, I'm not gonna lie. My my girlfriend, my partner, she plays hockey in. Uh, well, she used to actually play in a men's league, and she because she could outskate all the men. And now she plays in a women's league, and I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I love her, and I love the way she skates. And when she goes bar down snipe show, I you know I'm like damn. That was the hottest thing I've ever seen. But is she a, a fish? Hot- is she a forward or a defenseman? She's a de- she's a defender, but in the men's league, she would stay. You know, she would play the position and use her skating to to pinch and then like either dump it or get a rebound. But in the women's league, because it's a little bit more slower, and she's not playing against let's be honest, you know, ex junior A players and junior B players who just are more talented than some of the women that are in her respected league. Um, she can pinch a lot more and at times has just uh just plays a center role. Like she won't play center, but she'll act like a center as long as her defender, uh, defending partner stays back. And there's a little bit more room for her to to shoot, uh, versus trying to battle, you know, six foot, over six feet tall, two hundred pound, <laughs> uh, guys in in uh, in the in the beer league that she was in before. Dude, when I when I played, I was I was a forward, like I told you, and I was a center primarily. So it felt weird when I when I wasn't taking a draw. But I was also a power play specialist as well, so I was quarterback. Okay. And I, so you were I, good at getting it back to your your defense, or did you play the line at all? The line, really, dude, that's sick. Yeah, I quarterback the power play. That's fucking sick. Yeah, um, on the junior B team that I cover right now, there's a kid named Josh Lingard. He's gotten some time with the Alberni Bull, Bulldogs, the BCHL, but he's one of the point leaders in uh, the junior B league right now, and he's he's our top center. Those wingers breaking records right now and may get 87 points this year. How are you? But he he uh, he mans the point, and then the, our best uh, high, best skating defender who does that or who does that Red Bull crushed ice 
Um, he actually just got back from him. Like that just shows a good of a skater. He takes the right wall and they just dish it back and forth together. And it's gorgeous. Holy poop, man. This guy's really, this guy, the guy you just mentioned, uh, Josh Lingard, he really puts up the points. Yeah. Damn. Look, so look up Tanner Wart now. That's his line mate. And they played, uh, they played midget together. Triple A midget, and then they played three years of junior B. So him, Tanner Wart, another kid named Riley Braun. Wart's the the goal scorer. Braun's the two way guy, and Lingard's the center. They've been playing together for the last six years, and they got one more year of junior B together. And they they all may oh. play mostly junior. Dude, they've been killing it this year for the Peninsula Panthers. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the stats for this roster right now that you're talking about. Yeah, so, it's like it's Tanner, Riley, and Josh, and then like yeah. everybody else is like. Well, no, but everyone else is, is depth and they're killing it. Uh, Mackenzie Ben Whip, he's actually Jamie Ben's uh, cousin. <laughs> ben Whip, I like that. He's, he's Jamie Ben's cousin, and he's, he's uh, one of the more skilled players on this team, but he's huge, so he creates space uh, first and foremost. That Luke Peltier kid, he's, uh, he has scouts come from Junior A, watch him all the time. Yeah, you might want to keep the Green Bay Gamblers away from this league. <laughs> well, it's a different oh. league. This feeds the BCHL this junior B league, but it's cool, man. Cause I started three years ago when this team only won four games and really, they, and well, yeah. And then, so they've been building this program and with, uh, with some of these core players, like those three players, two defenders, um, it's truly outstanding to watch. And they have Dave Tippett's older brother is their coach, Brad Tippett, which is cool. That's badass. Yeah, man. <clears throat> um, so again, we're, we're pretty much coming to the end of the show here. It's cool that we got to give uh, some junior hockey, some pub, uh, quickly. We do have a Kaprizov report. And this is as per um, Wild Prospects on Twitter. He is riding a nine-game point streak. He has 49 points in 47 games in the KHL. He leads the KHL with 24 goals, and he's third in KHL points. How are you? He's going to wear 97, and it's going to be awesome because there's going to be a new 97 in the league next year, McDavid. So watch your motherfucking back. Thanks to those tuning in on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, folks. The best thing you can do for us this week, besides donating on Patreon, is to give us five stars wherever you can rate and review us. Uh, please go listen through our website as well, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. On your app, please, you know, before you listen, download the episode before you listen. It helps our business out so much, folks. I can't stress that enough. Um, I ran down Patreon. One last thing I want to run down, folks. We have, extra, we have other contests going on network-wide. The Oil Country Podcast have a contest where you can actually win tickets if you're in the Alberta area to a Minnesota Wild and Edmonton Oilers game at the, at the Rexall Rexall? No, it's not Rexall Place anymore. It's Rogers, Rogers Place. Rogers Place or something. Rexall, like Rexall is the old one. Rogers Arena is Vancouver. Rod, uh, Rogers Place is Edmonton. Anyways, they got uh, giveaways for tickets to, to them when Minnesota Wild come to town. And the Stick Hungry Podcast always has giveaways as well. We have a monthly draw. We're going to draw the name of the January winner and then, and then announce our prize coming up for February. Brandon, I have to say, I'm jealous of the February prize it's going to be sick i'll send you a picture of it right after we record here and then i'm going to post it in you know first week of february um great show today again thanks to thanks to jesse thanks to you brandon for giving us a killer prospect report i need a new name next week as we close up the show here don't forget to follow myself on twitter at vi sports talk and give uh, the podcast a follow don't forget to vote in the poll question at the soda pod and then the network on Twitter and all social media. It's the same handle at HockeyPodNet. Brandon, where can they find you, sir? You can find my ridiculous tweets on Twitter <laughs> at, at uh, QuasGoneWild. And you can also follow my pages on Facebook and Instagram, at both at MNWildLiveWire. Again, folks, the Hockey Podcast Network.
the Hockey Podcast Network. Familiarize yourself with that name. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. We're thinking of you tonight, sir. Signing off, I'm Isha Jeromey. He is Brandon Quast, and this has been the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Stay wild, folks. Wow.